Hello, guys. My name is Teddy. Welcome back to Reviewverse. I have a very special guest with me today. It's Ryan! Yay! Okay, uh, before I get into what we're doing today, I'd like a word from our sponsorship. You think... Do you think you found an account that is L4H once again? Well, I have the solution just for you. Hosey's Deletus L4H and Heteros. That is the detective agency between my friends and I, where we look into an account and see if it is ran by Legacy for Hope, because she makes many accounts for whatever reason. I don't know. I couldn't tell you, even if I asked, because I'm not going to ask her, because that's giving her a... Okay, never mind. Anyway, <laughs> um, you can DM us on Twitter at Hosey's Deletus. No, at Hosey Deletus. Not Hosey's Deletus. Hosey Deletus. And we will look into it and we will let you guys know if um, if it's L for H or not. And now Ryan would like to say something. As per usual, I need to spread the homosexual for Aria agenda. So I need to let this out once and for all. Um, he stopped being Shakespeare once Teddy started posting a lot of Shakespeare tweets on their account. But <laughs> the man is still a legend. The man is still the most artistic person I have ever met in my entire life. The most handsome man I have ever met in my entire life since Fred Gutierrez. What? <laughs> Please, please, I just need to let it go. <laughs> Man is just beautiful, okay, and I'm just so gay for him. And if, if that's all I have to say, that's all I have. Thank you for those words of wisdom, Ryan. <laughs> okay. You're just like me, I think you should have the right to speak your mind on Aria, everybody. Okay, now on to what we're doing today. So Ryan and I decided to read two fan fiction, a hosey one and a hizzy one, and we're going to just talk about it. That's basically it, right? We're just going to talk about, we're just going to talk about our thoughts and what we think. And um, yeah, so Ryan, you want to start us off? Yeah, sure. So the first one that I had picked out was um Reese's fig our good dear friend Reese who is on AO3 over at Undead Asleep they wrote this fake called Bloodlust and the Consequences of it it's a very interesting fic because um within it like Hope uh is part of Triad she's this agent of Triad and nobody likes her at Triad because she's pretty much the one thing that like they hate the supernatural human being, a supernatural being who, you know, is a tribrid. She's finally the full tribrid. She's activated all of her powers. Um, and her mission is to basically try to get close to Lizzie because Lizzie's like, I guess, like the key to rising Malivore or something like that. Correct me if I'm wrong, Teddy. Uh, I think so. I think that's it. Yeah. And so. The first chapter is basically she arrives at um, at the Salvatore boarding school. She meets Penelope. She also meets Lizzie. She finds out that she's rooming with Lizzie and everything, which I think goes pretty well with her plan since she is trying to get close to her after all. Um, and then in the second chapter, we see that, you know, like they start baking. There's just one part of it where within it uh Lizzie was like well you never baked with your mom and stuff like that and so it kind of reminded me of this parallel that's in the first Descendants movie where the core four they're like baking inside the cafeteria and so Lonnie comes in the daughter of Milan and she's like talking about like baking with her, her mom and whatever and things get really tense and awkward because she starts asking them about their parents 
very much the same reaction like they're kind of silent about it because they've never had this experience with their parents it's pretty much the same thing so she starts having these baking experiences with lizzie which was really cute but then here's the part that literally just absolutely threw me into ballistics because um she has this conversation with Clark, who is like her boss, her ex-boyfriend. There's a lot going on here with Clark. And so she calls him. And one of the things that he tells her is, um, remember, you're a marshal. Michelsons are hated there. And she just loses it. Like she throws the phone and everything. I think it's a very important part of the story because you get to feel that tension that hope has from being told that which i think made me kind of sad i'm not gonna lie i literally felt sad i literally felt her pain um and then the most interesting part i think i think we can both agree Teddy, that this was the most interesting part of the fic so far the fact that she has a dream with her dad yeah definitely like um within the dream he tells her that he has his own suspicions and theories as to why the effects of malivore don't work on him and he's the only one that can have the memory of her like he's the only one that has like all these thoughts all these feelings all these memories with hope and he tries to communicate them with the rest of the family and it just doesn't work and um I have a theory about that, that I coincidentally spoke about it with Reese, but because I can't remember the conversation that I had with him, it's like it just never happened, okay? So um, my theory is that it wasn't just Hope who went into Malivore, but it was also Klaus. And like Klaus went into Malivore prior to Hope going into Malivore. And because he had already gone into Malivore, the effects of Malivore just don't work on him anymore. So he was already part of it. He already had the experience of Malivore. He already had the experience of like bringing his own memories back into everybody's minds and all that stuff. So I feel that the effects of Malivore just don't work on him. And that's why he can remember hope. And I don't think that it was a dream per se. I really believe that it was like, I don't know how to call it. I don't want to say it's astral projection, but I want to say astral projection for lack of a better word, inside of her mind. It was like a head dive kind of thing. I feel like that's what it was, even though he wasn't there because Landon later wake, wakes her up and she just throws him across the room, which I think is like the best part of the thing. It's like the best part. He just literally flies and he just lands on her paint. But I will say one thing, even though this isn't particularly like a hizzy thing or anything like that, I thought the Jandon moment was okay. It was pretty cute. I'm not gonna lie. Reese knew how to write the Jandon. I mm-hmm. appreciate them for it. And like, I just think that this fic is one of the most complex hizzy fics I have read in a very long time because. You could tell that the fic itself it's not just centered around this hizzy romance you know i you know it's part of the story and it's an important part of the story but it's not all that's important about the story it is what i love about this fic yeah the romance is not like the core like it's not the center so that's what i like yeah definitely all right What are your thoughts on the fic? I think it was really well written. Like it covers that part of her doesn't, part of her wants to express her Michelson side, but she can't because the school hates them. So basically, you know, so it makes sense to have that in the plot line because that is kind of, well, what's the word? It's kind of like alluded in like the show itself in canon. So it makes sense, you know? Okay. All right. Anything else or do you want to? 
Any last thoughts? I think, I think we can move on to the other one. I don't think I have any extra thoughts. Unless you want to mention something else. No, I think we're good. Okay, we can move on then. All right. The next fic we read was whipped cream and a sprinkle of cocoa, right? Yep, okay. by Always and Forever 14 on AO3. Okay, so chapter one. Chapter one, so the, how do I explain this? So a quick summary of this chat, of this story is Hope and Lizzie are best friends, which that dynamic is come very common in the Legacies fandom already. That, uh, that trope, I guess what you could call it. And in this fic, they are, they don't have powers. So it's, um, it's not canon. They, Lizzie uh, talks Hope into opening up a coffee shop, right? That was a coffee shop? Mm-hmm. Okay. She convinced the Hope into opening a coffee shop. So they open up the coffee shop. It really covers their dynamic. And I love it because the two of them have a very interesting bond. Like, I don't know how to explain it, but the two of them just work well together. Okay. Anything they you really want to do? Anything you want to say? <clears throat> oh, wait. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> we'll get to that. Um, okay. Go on. I will definitely say that um, overall sentiments about the fic that I have, the dynamics in the fic are just really well done. Like, I think we can both agree the dynamics are really well done. Yeah, um, definitely. The hizzy dynamic, but the Haphael dynamic out of this world. I think it's like one of the best like friendships inside the fic besides the one that Hope and Lizzie have, which is like, also very um i want to say intimate but i don't want to mean it in like a romantic sense or anything like that they but they are like intimate like lizzie knows everything about her family lizzie's pretty close with her family she even thinks of her like as like this sister you know that she couldn't have while josie was gone um you know there's a lot going on there so yeehaw me mom Okay, um, let's see what else. We should definitely like discuss like the other chapters for sure, chapter two. Isn't um, that, the third chapter is when Josie like makes her appearance, right? Basically, yeah. Okay, so in chapter three, um, Josie makes her appearance and the two of them, Hope and Josie, they don't quite make the first, the greatest first impression on each other. The is it? no wait, it is in chapter three. You're right, you're right. My bad. I'm so sorry to interrupt you, Jenny. Okay. Um what was I saying? Okay. The dynamic between Hope and Josie is interesting because they don't start out very well. They actually kind of hate each other at the start because Hope says that she owns the cafe. And then Josie says, No, my sister owns the cafe you shouldn't lie. And then Hope says, the only liar is your sister. And then all that stuff, they kind of just, they don't, they, they didn't connect, like, they didn't make the best first impression on each other. And then Lizzie comes out and apparently Liz, Hope never knew that Lizzie had a sister, let alone that Lizzie had a twin sister. So that was an interesting turn of events. I think that that part in the chapter covered for perfect angst. I thought it was great. <laughs> As an angst lover, I am a lover of angst. I can completely say I think that really pretty much covered the only angst that's in the chapter in the chapters. Um, because this is a very like wholesome fic. I will have to say that. So there's not a lot of angst. So if you're not an if you're somebody who likes angst, this is not the thing for you. 
if you want, if you, sorry, go on. No, I was just saying it's still a great fic, regardless. It's a great fic. It, it fits a lot of different tropes, right? You have this coffee shop part, and then we have some other ones that we're going to delve into. Um, and the tags are funny as hell. Julie Plex scares me. <laughs> oh, God. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's so funny. There's one about a lark, and it's like trigger warning Amari Smith. No, it's trigger warning Matthew Davis gets his own trigger warning. Okay, just one thing before we continue this. If you do want angst, you can follow this great writer. Their AO3 username is ABC Supercorp. They write a lot of fics, and don't worry, they definitely do not kill Josie. No, not at all. Okay, I'm just kidding. It's me. I wrote the account. I own the account, and yes, I do kill Josie. Anyways. In that self-promo. Do you want a self-promo? I don't have anything to self-promo. Oh, you're right. I really don't have anything. I wish I did, though. But I do know this great writer. I know a couple of great writers in this fandom. The Prodigal Sin AU, I think, is the most fantastic AU that I have read after this one. It's a great comfort pick of mine. I tend to reread it when I like have nothing else to do and I miss Prodigal Sun like hell. I go and I think of Posey as Bryce and I just start crying. <laughs> okay. Moving on to chapter four. Okay, chapter four. Uh, the banter between Caleb, Raphael, and Hope. Anything you want to say? Definitely. I thought it was very nice because it was just really funny because, like, Caleb and Raphael were just, like, coming at her. And they were just, like, you just have really bad social skills, girl. Just admit it already. <laughs> like, it was just, like, taking, like, little jabs here and there. I hope and she's, like, hello, I'm, like, right here. <laughs> Like, stop talking about me like that. <laughs> it was hilarious. Okay, let's see. <laughs> There's a Lord of the Rings mention. Oh, yes. I noticed that in the conversation that Hope and Lizzie were having. It's, I think it was like a past conversation because it was in italics. And um, Lizzie has like this little mention of like Lord of the Rings, you know, like how she does in canon. She mentions like little Lord of the Rings, Star Wars here and there. It was very similar to that. I really appreciate how this author takes like canon and incorporates it into the fic as well. Even though like obviously this is an AU, you don't really need to stick to canon if you don't want to. But I really appreciated that. I thought it was really nice to read the Lord of the Rings reference because I actually laughed about it. All right. <clears throat> okay, so in this chapter, there's also, <clears throat> excuse me, there's also, well, Hope's um, aunt, right, is having a wedding. Aunt Rebecca is getting married to Matt, and everybody hates Matt. But I don't know if everybody hates Matt because he's boring as fuck or because he's a cop. <laughs> you know, like, Nobody really knows right now. Okay, so Hope has to go to her aunt's wedding, but there was a change of plans, and now she has to bring a plus one. Lizzie already has a plus one, and that's MG. Mm -hmm. um, so Hope has to find a plus one, and Lizzie manages to somehow convince Hope to bring Josie as her plus one. Right. So... And the Liz whole group was coming for her too. They were just like, "Nope, you're the only chance you you have here is just to ask Josie." And she's like, "Well, fuck." <laughs> now what <laughs> okay, so yes, so Hope ends up talking to Josie, and Josie is actually the first one to say something. She's like, "I'm sorry, I was so rude. I was just, um, I was just trying to defend my sister, something like that, right? Trying to." like you know because yeah. it was more like my sister like 
never really explained to me how you were the other owner and it was really rude of me and selfish of me to call you names and just disrespect you in your own like cafe and you know like hope accepts the apology and then um the conversation shifts to hope's question and Josie's like well it's the least that I can do after what I after what I did um and so it was a very awkward conversation you could tell that Hope obviously was not expecting the apology um but Josie was very quick to accept the wedding invitation because of the fact that like she felt really bad about um you know dissing her in her own cafe and just being like no, this restaurant isn't yours. It's my sister's kind of thing. Um, yeah. So I thought that was really like on point with Josie because Josie tends to be that person that overly apologizes in her own apologies. Not that that's a bad thing, but you could tell that like there's just a lot of good intentions there. Yeah. Okay. So that basically covers chapter four. Oops. Pretty much. But there was a definite, like, important thing that I noticed that was in chapter four because there was, like, further mention of the Saltine family, which is something that is a very sensitive topic for Lizzie. In the previous chapters, we could definitely see that Lizzie just does not want to talk about her family. The only thing that she mentions because the group, you know, is interested to know more about her family or whatever was that her dad was absent like an absentee father like he's just never there he's not a good person he's not a good dad kind of thing so you can tell that like there's still something there like you can tell there's like a little bit of resentment still going on so yeah for sure now move on to chapter which is (laughs) oh your notes Okay, you can start us off. Okay, so the funny part about this whole thing is that chapter five is like the whole wedding. Um, the wedding spans off into various chapters, which I thought was really like cool that the author did that, you know, separate into different chapters, like the entire wedding, because then the chapters would be like ridiculously long. But um i found it very interesting that we started with the wedding and i knew this chapter right off the bat was just gonna be super funny because um hope and josie while they were having their conversation hope was like well it's the michelson wedding somebody ends up always going into the er when we're all together and i was expecting somebody to go to the er at some point I was just like, yeah, ER. But the um, chapter I know starts off with Haley and Hope. They're talking about like her relationship with Brandon, which literally sucks because her relationship with Brandon was all like rainbows and unicorns until she finds out that she was on her. So can we talk about that for a minute? Because that was wild. (laughs) <laughs> okay, go ahead. Can we literally talk about that, like, it's Alyssa, her best friend in college? Like, what? Yeah. It was mind-blowing. I was not expecting Alyssa. But, you know, I was expecting, I don't know, like, anybody else, really, not Alyssa. The thing that found interesting is that the tags were Landon bashing. So I knew, oh, right away, oh, he did something bad. He did something. But then I was like, oh, he fucked her best friend. Yeah. That's basically it. That's what happened. It's, it's so weird. Oh, God, that was such a weird moment. How like, she just walks in on them. It, 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 Hope was going out to go see her brother, who literally cancels on her. 
he's like, well, okay, back to my apartment. Here we go. And he just like, she just sees like this chicken, you know, having like a moment with Lissa. We don't even know what's going on. So author dinner right God. If not, I was going to be Jesus, I swear. Oh, just to clarify, this podcast is not safe for Hannons. And I know you're going to try and listen to this. So if you're listening to this, L4H, go the fuck away. Anyway. <laughs> yes, please. We don't want transphobes in here. <laughs> and homophobes. <clears throat> so I do think that that's interesting because in canon, Alyssa and Lizzie are not, I mean, Alyssa and Hope are not best friends at all. At all. Like, they actually don't like each other they're very confrontational with each other they hate each other mm-hmm. but i mean like there's a very limited window when it comes to hope and friendships so like it was i bet the author was kind of conflicted into what character they were going to use am i going to use Alyssa? am i going to use penelope you know, like there's a very limited window outside of the twins. Um, so I can imagine it was very difficult for her. I mean, for them, sorry. So back to the Hope and Haley conversation. I thought that it was very wholesome because, like, you could tell that, like, everybody in the family really cared about Landon. Everybody cared about Landon and the family. Haley was somebody who like realized that Hope really cared about Landon and um what's it called? Um just had like really strong feelings and knew that like she wanted to marry him one day. But you know, understood if they were together for like a while, right? Um but then, you know, everything with Alyssa happens, family finds out. And of course, Haley unleashes her inner marshal and she's like, I wish I could kill that guy because he hurt my baby. And Hope is just like, Mom, tone it down a little. <laughs> um, but then they talk about going to the wedding and somebody, I forgot who, but somebody mentions like a karaoke fest that happens in the car always with Klaus and Marcel and Hope I mean sorry and Haley was like if they just do karaoke again I'm going to commit a war crime and that comment I don't know why but that comment when I first read it I it just sent me it just really made me laugh so hard <laughs> thank you and then the car rides to the church that was so wholesome it was a very small part but it was so wholesome because like everybody was singing along to queen and i mean i'm not a huge fan of queen but like i can appreciate that queen has some grand ride song so you know it was very wholesome do we want to talk about the Fucking bird. Is that is that Finch? You're muted. It kind of looks like a Finch. Right, yeah, so that's why I was like, oh, you know, it's Finch. Everybody, welcome Finch to the podcast. But let's talk about how Hope definitely checked up Josie. <laughs> and then got to the wedding. <laughs> Teddy Spirit. One second. Okay. Anyways, so the wedding. We were talking about that. It's very interesting because... You can tell that there are people in the family that are distant for a reason. Yeah. And the, my, one, of my, one of the funniest parts is when Caleb was like talking to Matt and he, under his breath, he was like, A-cab. 
So I'm pretty sure that's why they hate him. And then you see like Marcel and Hope doing the finger guns back then. And Elijah's just like, what did he say? Elijah was just I mean, you know, what I love about the fact about Elijah and this fic is that he's just as stuck up as he is in the original. Goodness gracious, I could go on forever and ever about how I hate his characterization in the originals, but I believe that in the end, for between Emma and I, <laughs> because Emma and I, we just always talk about like how much we hate um shout out to clearly xkz for being my bestie about (laughs) oh okay what was i gonna say the lion king reference did you catch it go ahead say it again the the lion king reference did you catch that no i don't remember it what was it um so hope goes on to congratulate rebecca and she's like Congrats on Rebecca, I'm so glad, I'm so happy that you're married, blah, blah, blah. So then, Rebecca's like, Hope, my favorite niece. And then Hope is like, I'm your only niece. Which just reminded me of the Lion King when Scar was like saying that Simba was his favorite nephew. And Simba's like, but I'm your only nephew. Oh, okay, yeah. I saw that, I read that part, but I didn't think think of it as Lion King reference. But now that you put it into perspective, I can see that. It's funny because I mentioned it to the author and the author was like, oh yeah, it is a Lion King reference because I love the Lion King. And I was like, so good at this Disney shit. (laughs) Okay. um... Moving on. Oh, the car conversation. The one that happened with Jay-Z in the car. That was. Can you say that again? The call is cutting out. Oh, the call, um, the conversation in the car with Josie when she was inside. Oh yeah, I think I, I, I'm, I'm spacing out. I can't remember. Can you recap? I'm spacing out again. For sure. Um, basically, I, what I remember is that Josie goes into the car with Hope, and they, um, and in the car it's. Josie, Hope, and Marcel in the back seat, and then Klaus and Haley in the front seat. Um, they're all driving to the reception, and they mention things about the family, and specifically about like Aunt Rebecca marrying Matt, and how like that marriage is like what the fuck, like nobody expected it, and nobody thought that she was gonna get married to this loser, literally, and like, um. They're all making comments about that, but then they're all like, well, if Rebecca, you know, loves him, then, you know, we can just roll with it, right? Um, and then Klaus takes his own little jabs at Josie, and he's like, well, yeah, I mean, I have to jab at my daughter's girlfriend. And, you know, I'm just like, deceased, deceased, toes, you crumbs. <laughs> That everybody's like, no, no, like Hope is like, no, 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 we're not girlfriends. And then, yeah, whatever, I'll believe that. But that car conversation was just really interesting, it was very hilarious, and you can actually feel like the tension at some points within the conversation. I thought it was perfect. I, I just like took that in, and I was like, the hosey soul will be with you. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, now that we're uh, now the reception party. Oh, to, to mention, Lizzie never met Klaus. Yes, Lizzie had never met Klaus. Like, so, because she already met Haley and everybody else, right? Yeah. So the thing is, is that based on what Klaus was being told, he not doesn't necessarily like Lizzie, but Haley reminds him to not judge a person without meeting them. Mm-hmm. Okay, you want to cover something? Um, I thought the banter between Lizzie and Klaus was excellent. It was perfect. And he, he was just like, I like this one already. I love this one. He was just like enjoying and relishing in that whole moment. 
and I think that we can cover simultaneously like the fact that this was going on while like I think it was happening simultaneously with the half aisle conversation that was happening where he like literally comes out to hope which is so funny because he's like I think I'm bi and then hope is like yeah bitch me too oh before we continue this I do want to do it I do want you guys to listen to kindred spirits by Sarah how do you say her last name Barrios yeah say it Sarah Barrios yeah, by Sarah. Yeah, um, you can find it on YouTube and on Spotify. It's a very good Hosey song, and if you're listening to this, you're likely a Hosey shipper, unless you are. Reese, who's watching this podcast, because I told them about it. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> I was gonna take another jab at that person. I was gonna take another jab at Alpha H. Yeah, we do it. Um, I'm not gonna go into that though. So listen to the song. Uh, I I I re- I tweeted out her lyrics. Um, in Shakespeare, I tweeted out her lyrics in Shakespeare, and she uh, liked it, and she quote retweeted it. Lipstick in my Valentine's bag. Here, I'll show you. Yes, screenshot. And then obviously Reese is it. So. Sarah, I don't know if you're going to listen to this. Probably not, and that's okay. But please, I adore that song. I literally listen to it every single night on repeat. I just sit in my bed and I and it's just wonderful, okay? I just love that song so much. Can you do a whole perspective? Oh my god, I was about to say that. <laughs> Our brain cell is literally more active over video chat. <laughs> okay. We need to do this again, but we need more people. Of course, it would be more funnier and it'll last long too. We need more people. I'll, I'll probably post about it. Or I'll ask um, the 18 plus group chat if anybody wants to do it next time. So, oh. That would be the most chaotic podcast ever and I'd love it. Okay. So what if instead of just you and me doing the White Hosey Should Happen podcast, we, we ask... Stop reading my mind! We're best friends, I can't. I really can't. Zephyr, are you alive? Okay, he's alive. He's good. He's alive. <laughs> this is this is getting chaotic fast. Anyways, the reception party. Klaus likes Lizzie already. Okay. Okay. So basically, I think the receptions in chapter six. I think the best part about chapter six is the fact that it's a very Josie-centered, like chapter but you can also tell that it's lizzie centered so it's saltman the twin centric basically but it leads more towards josie which kind of makes sense because it's a hosey fit and so yeah but because we did lizzie dynamic um with hope and whatever i think that's why the author also included little portions here and there with lizzie Mm -hmm. but there was this one specific line that i read it and i was like i see what you're doing here and so I'm going to read it off verbatim. I literally have it right here. He, liter- like, he um, literally was thinking, Josie was literally thinking about how like Lizzie um, was with the friend group, with Caleb and G, Raphael and Hope. I don't think I'm missing anybody else. No, you didn't. It's all of them. Right. Okay. So she's thinking about how, like, this is, like, her family now. Like, she is blending in with these people. She's happier than she's ever been. And the author literally included, wrote this in. They literally wrote in, Josie knew that Lizzie needed people like that in her life. 
she needed to be surrounded by people who loved her and looked out for her. It was what she deserved after everything that Josie had put her through. <sighs> what the fuck did Josie do? That's what I'm wondering. That, like, Ooh, that's like, my question. Hmm. I literally asked the author, like, I'm concerned about this line. They literally replied back and they were just like, I have plans with that. And I was like, apparently, it's gonna be humongous, massive, it's gonna leave a hole in the side of my body. Just like in that 911 episode where the comet fell through the roof and literally made a hole inside a person. This is getting off topic fast, but it's fine. This is supposed to be fun anyways. It's not like we're it's not it's not like we're professionals. Well, even if it was professional, I think every once in a while I should still do like, you know, like little things here and there. Okay. Um So you want to move on to chapter seven or you want to still cover? Oh, wait, hold on. Before we go to chapter seven, I completely forgot about this part. Um, so they have the, the dance, the just dance. The just dance routine thing. Yeah. And that was fun because everyone kind of pressured Hope into doing it. Like all of them did. And that was funny because Hope was like, I can't dance. And everyone's like, you have to dance. The Just Dance one. You're the best one at Just Dance. She's like, no, I'm not. Oh, but wait, wait. The fact that Lizzie reveals that like they have to share a room together because they went to the wedding together. And the author added in the share a bedroom. <laughs> oh my God, I love that part all over this i just i can't it was just i literally read it and i i entered it into a state of paralysis i literally fell backwards and passed out i was just like why but um that conversation was really interesting because hope um oh josie if you don't want me decapitated by tomorrow you better sleep in the same bed with me. That was funny. She was like, "Do you want to? Be, do you want me beheaded?" Yeah. Okay. Oh my god. And okay. Then, Go on. I was gonna say how like she wakes up, Josie wakes up, and they're like literally all cuddling, they're, like cuddling together. That was so cute because like she starts. She literally has a, like, a full panic and she runs to the bathroom. I thought that was funny. Yeah, that, that part was funny and really cute. Um, so is that it? Did we cover basically that chapter six? We pretty much covered all of chapter six. There was just a lot that happened there. All right, chapter seven is the last chapter as of right now. Mm-hmm. And this one doesn't have uh, Josie in it. It's more hope-centric and it's, it's very hope-centric actually. And it kind of covers her relationship that she had with Landon before she figured out that he was fucking Alyssa. <laughs> um, so it kind of covers that, like they used to share the apartment he used to bring her takeout, you know. They were a very, I'm not going to say they were, they were a very typical relationship, you know. Mm, I agree. Until he hurt her, you know. Um, okay, you want to add to anything? Because this... This chapter gets really interesting fast. Yeah, I think that the author was low-key foreshadowing um, the whole conversation about like Landon that happened 
because they bring in you know everything that you just mentioned the reminiscing of the relationship and then she realizes that like she's run out of time she runs into the coffee shop they're all talking and then jed comes in and he's like i got some bad news it's more towards like Raphael and hunk it makes sense right because they were the people that were most affected by Landon, you know mm-hmm. and so the conversation that was quite interesting because jed had gone to chicago he bumps into Landon and Alyssa. Can you tell us what Jed said that they, that Landon and Alyssa were gonna do? Yeah, they're engaged. That was like, what the hell? And And then Lizzie's like, it hasn't even been a year since you guys broke up. So I was like, oh god. So that makes you question how long were they together behind Hope's back? Maybe the entire time. That's exactly it. They were together for what, five years? Hope and Landon? Mm-hmm. So if they were together from the beginning, then it makes sense why they would get engaged. Hope and Melissa. You know, it doesn't make sense. It it makes sense if they weren't if he wasn't with Hope. You know, five mm-hmm. years is a long time. I agree. But he was with Hope. So it doesn't make sense. I'm not trying to and uh, never mind. You guys know what I mean. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <clears throat> I think about it. Like, okay, so Hope starts her freshman year of college. I think she meets Alyssa first, if I remember correctly. She meets Alyssa first. And then her sophomore year, she meets Lizzie. And then a few months after she meets Lizzie, um, she meets Landon. They start dating and they, you know, stay dating until right before the flip starts, which is them already broken up. And at this point in the conversation in chapter seven, um, they were broken up already for nine months. That's nine a whole months. that's a whole pregnancy. That's not even much. Exactly. It's a whole pregnancy. You're right. <laughs> the pregnancy mention. I, it's the truth. Um, can we talk about how like you can also tell that there's like some foreshadowing of some tension between Hope's Hope and her own family because Davina put like that death no plagiarism on the family wall and there's nothing about Hope on the family wall. Mm-hmm. I think there's I think the author is gonna do something. Mark my words. I see it. I know it. Mm. Um. Oh, oh! Did you catch that the author is probably going down the Caleb and Jed route? <laughs> Fire behind me. I just want to reminisce on the Elmo memes. Thank you, thank you for the genuine content. Um, Caleb Endgame. Caleb <laughs> and Hosey Endgame 2021. So true. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. I mean, like, I think that's pretty much, like, it. Like, I think we've covered, like, all of it, honestly. Like, um, we've talked about the dynamics, how the dynamics are, like, really important. There's a lot of, like, found family there. There's a lot of, like, also blood family, you know, the mention of, like, always and forever. Properly well done, because unlike in legacies, um, you know, like, the fact that, like, I took this, I took the chance on this coffee shop review without even actually liking coffee shop reviews. I don't like them. But I was like, you know what? 
I don't want to read this one because it has like friendship dynamics that I don't always read after. Um, and I'm so glad I took a chance at this book because it is definitely a book that isn't just a package for you. There's a lot of different like um it's, it's not just a coffee shop at you in general. It's very it's very diverse. Exactly. I really like that. And honestly, I started reading this fiction, this fan fiction, because of the tags. The tags are hilarious. Um, oh yes, I am so like laughing at the fact that like when this first, when the fic first came out, we went into like I I can't remember which chat it was, but we sent like the screenshot and we were like tag yourselves as one of these. And we were all like having a blast with the tags and like giggling. The tags were the best part. Like I, I know that you don't like. You said to yourself that you don't like coffee shop fix in the text messages when I sent you it first. But then you saw the um. You saw the tags, and you're like, I think I'm gonna give this a chance because it says, Julie Pleck. She creeps me out. <laughs> Okay, I think that's all, right? Pretty much, yeah. All right, thank you for doing this. No problem. It was a, I had a great time, honestly, and it was a pleasure to be here. So, all right. I had all, this, I had all the fun in the world here. Yeah, we're definitely going to do this again, and hopefully, we can have more people because I can definitely see like two more people and it just being completely chaotic, but in the best way possible. Just like this one. <laughs> definitely this one okay so anything you want to add you want to self um the last thing i should definitely add well one of the last things is that um if anybody wants to recommend any hazy fix or, or hazy any, fix well i think you should definitely you know drop them to our social medias my uh is Justin michelson on twitter drop me a fic literally at me drop the AO3 link you know I will read it and we will talk about it here it doesn't even have to be AO3 if you find something that's on Wattpad go ahead Wattpad is a little bit cursed but I'll still take Wattpad has some good Wattpad has some good original stories that we could definitely talk about yeah oh I just gave you an idea Okay, thank you guys for listening, and we'll be back next time, hopefully, with more people, and it'll probably be 20 times more chaotic than this one. But that's all the fun in the world. So thank you guys for listening. You want to say anything else? Thanks for having me here, Teddy. Really, it's been a great time, and I'm really glad that like I was able to do this with you. Me too. All right. And...